You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. And thank you for listening. This is Marjorie Alford, safely distanced from my guest today, Josh Brown, better known as MC Sick of Pseudo Slang. Say hey, Josh. Hey. So you have been performing for over 20 years, which is quite the record. What age did you truly start performing? I suck at years, but I'm 45, <laughs> 45 now, literally dating myself here. The first, like, real recordings, you know, where I took the recordings and started also performing them or attempting to. About 1990, I would say, 1992. And yeah, I was really young. (laughs) That is awesome. Uh, How did you first start creating things? Was it just you alone in your bedroom? Did you have a recorder of some sort? Well, this was the late 80s, you know, early 90s. And I grew up in the Bronx and, you know, uh, came, came from a musical family. So there was always a, a lot of instruments in the house. My father sang opera every Saturday and we had records. We had a piano in the living room, which is kind of a notable phrase I've recently used in a song, I think. Piano in the living room. So, you know, and also my mom is a writer, uh, reading and writing. And and drawing and being creative was a big deal in my family. Uh, my family, my mom and my dad were also both embroiled in music and arts rehabilitation for people who have various disabilities. A lot of my youth was spent going to a place that we called the center. And it was a place where, you know, artists and musicians, you know, worked with people with der- various disabilities and worked on healing and rehabilitation through music and art. I think that's what I'm still doing for myself and for whoever else is tuned in. I think right here, yeah, yeah. Just another day, different day, ripping with fate, dedicate the time, get it lifted, takes, ripping jazz breaks, not sitting in a bad state, don't gravitate towards getting mad if I felt that way, I'd just rather be sad than having hate in the heart, it helps to articulate, particular ish to get to you, making a list, checking it twice, I gotta profess that I'm nice, better than mean, when low on protein it seems, just was it some need of some ease of rice, La Rosita, why you went away? So growing up with a father who sang opera, how do your parents feel about you being in hip hop? Well, unfortunately, my father didn't make it to that point, you know, and I think a lot of, you know, my hip hop music is born from writing just words and, and, and prose and fiction and making up your little stories and also drawing and mm-hmm. uh it was born from that but then when my father passed i don't know if he really liked hip-hop music or rap music i never really got the chance to really talk to him about it um you know the writing took on you know that form especially after he passed hip-hop is so kind of like punk and mm-hmm. and i was also listening to all musics i mean there was not a single music i wasn't listening to Maybe country. Maybe I wasn't listening to country 
and I've even gained, you know, an appreciation for country in the last decade or so. So yeah, so it was born from that, but also born from, you know, trying to figure out your place in a in the Bronx, New York, in the late 80s, early 90s, which was, you know, we were doing graffiti and hip-hop music. Excellent precedent too. My recipe is like ecstasy and decibels. Rep accessible in YouTube videos. P.S. is quite legible. One in audio. Not in handwriting. Cryptic as sick as an Indian man's reciting. Slang jams height. This is a flight plan. They can't understand. Without a legend of medicine man. Enter the jam. Some essential. Dirty stack instrumental. Coincidentally administer the remedy. Fitting in the rhythm in the way they haven't heard. My habit got my pattern blurred. When it occurred a thing. I was on Saturn or 81 Manhattan with the PAW. It's crazy fun to speak lazy and occasionally get wrecked like taxi cab. I myself grew up in a very like language is rigid. Um, I was definitely a person in my past who would have been described as a grammar Nazi just because I had like that was language made sense to me in a way nothing else did. And I love the evolution of growing up and realizing that just like everything else, language is a very playful thing. Yeah, now it's funny you say that because now I'm using grammar to <laughs> to attack Nazis. You know what I mean? Like this is such a crazy time and to have, you know, the the highest administration in this country like espouse, you know, kind of racist rhetoric and Nazi symbolism is just infuriating, you know, and all the things that are going on is infuriating. So so I'm using my grammar, you know, with music. And then also I'm using it in a lot of art because I'm doing a lot of art that's really, you know, visual art that's really based in my handwriting and based in my words, you know, and they're angular because I'm upset just like anybody, you know, with a heart and a conscience is. So I'm using my gr my grammar to like strike out at Nazis and racists, uh, with great ferocity. <laughs> I have come across that and it was something that made me very excited to interview you. This moment we are living in currently is important in a way that I don't even feel like we can properly put into language just yet, but it matters so much, especially in a city like Chicago. I came across various social media posts from you where you were discussing racism and specifically Nazis, which you were just discussing. Do you have any additional thoughts or opinions on the Black Lives Matter movement you would like to share with your um, patrons? The word matter is the ultimate minimum. I think that Black lives, I mean, they should be thriving, growing, blossoming, not just mattering. And instead of even just mattering, they're under continuous assault. Um, and they have been and the fake end of slavery, you know, because we're still, you know, this country is embroiled in a form of institutionalized slavery in a way that's just disgusting. And it's been there the whole time. To be strong, gotta, gotta keep on. Sort of like you gotta, gotta keep on 
when I went to junior high school in the projects, it was the best time. It made me feel empowered to be myself. And I was accepted. I, I didn't have to fight. And so I relate to Black people more than I relate to white people through, through my entire life. And this music that I've been gifted, like I've been welcomed into the world of hip hop from a young age. Nobody judged me because I wasn't like faking the role. I was just trying to do it. And I'm welcome to partake and to create in this music genre that was created by Black people to think about DJ Cool Herc bringing a sound system into a parking lot or actually, sorry, a schoolyard and just starting gatherings. And that's what we do. We take our speakers outside. We do barbecues and we have gatherings and, you know, and we're just carrying on a tradition. That's a long way of saying, like, matter is the least that Black lives have done for me. I mean, they've changed my life. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Matter should be an absolute bare minimum. And how dare anyone not even be on board with that? Right. And then to think how much my Black friends and people of color have to go through just mm -hmm. to do the same stuff that anybody else can do without having to worry about their well-being and their lives. So it's been a big problem in my heart and my soul for a long time, what I see. And it makes me hate, you know, people who would treat my friends like that. And so to hear this stuff, see this stuff that's going on, the disgusting stuff coming out of people's mouths, the disgusting stuff coming from the highest office in this nation, if you could call this a nation, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's disgusting. And so it gives me this uh, crazy feeling. And if I didn't have this vent of recording music and editing it, which is essentially akin to editing yourself, if I didn't have this, I feel like I would have no other channel for my feelings that was beautiful. So we are reaching the end here. Is there anything else we haven't covered today that you would like your fans to know about you or your music? You could go and find Pseudo Slang on all of the social media outlets and all that. And then there's a website, pseudo-slang.com. The most recent album is Wanderverse, and it will be my first double LP. And it's in conjunction with a producer named Paul Cut. This pseudo slang and Paul Cut collaboration has been life changing. And so we have like five more albums in the in the tube. That is fantastic. So this has been Marjorie Alford here with MC Sick. Um, say goodbye for us, MC Sick. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really, really am grateful. Big ups to Chirp and uh, MC6 Pseudo Slang signing out. Thanks. Thank y'all for listening. All right. Yo, check it out. Yo, be sure you got the right amount of papers. Because look around, I might write you right out of papers. Take you on a mission with me. You see the capers under way it's stated. I ain't one to play with your blunders. All right. Really my you can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.